Hi there. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm your host, Pradyum Krishnan, and this is the FFS Podcast. Welcome to the final part of episode one, where we'll be talking about Manchester City. Yep, that's the champions of England and the domestic treble winners as well. We're going to talk about... Okay, fine. With community quadruple. All right. Let's count that as well. And we'll be talking about uh, what the season, the upcoming season holds for the champions of England. And to help me, we've got a Manchester City fan, Aditya. Uh, before we get to his introduction, I just wanted to ask him one thing. Were, are you a Manchester City fan before Mansoor or post Mansoor? Um, I'm a Manchester City fan. Uh... You could say like, yeah, post Mansur. Like, okay. there was no Manchester City before that, so I do agree with that. <laughs> okay. But then it's the same as Chelsea, so. The same True. as Chelsea fans who started watching in 2003, so. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you give us an introduction? So, I started supporting City uh, in 2008. So, we've been through a lot of transformations after that. Uh, the squad has completely been overhauled, I guess, three times from then. And which is which is quite a lot when you compare it to other Premier League teams. It just seems like we are... Uh, we developed in a better way and then we started, uh, you know, making our transfer strategies smarter and, you know, the squad is, I think, uh, one of the best, if not the best in the world right now. Yeah, let's talk about the transfers. Okay? So, clearly, Manchester City, after the past couple of seasons, didn't really need too much of an overhaul, unlike some of the other teams, probably, except for Liverpool, but some of the other teams required a rebuild. Whereas City just probably required maybe small uh, tweaks here and there. And do you think that they got that in the shape of uh, Rodri and Kinsello and everyone? I think Rodri is the one that uh, Guardiola has been going for a while. I think we mm-hmm. everyone knows that he's been looking for a central midfielder. But uh, since it was so obvious that we uh, we needed one, um, I think clubs were like, you know, outpricing us. The same thing happened with uh, Jorginho. Although he chose uh, Sari, which didn't work out for him. But at the end, I think Rodri is the right fit. He's a perfect pep type of player. And uh, he's like Busquets, uh, except I've heard that he's more, uh, he's more of an attacking threat than Busquets. So, I think that can only bode well for us. Yeah, and I think that's also... I mean, that's a good buy considering that Fernandinho is definitely towards the end of his career of some sort. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we buy another central midfielder soon in the next two windows. Because yeah. I think then you would need a backup for Rodri. So, we don't have that we don't have that much depth. Because I think even Gundogan, he, he does play well in that area. But uh, I think his skills are more suited towards, you know, like... You know, deputizing for Sil- Silva or De Bruyne. True, and I think uh, yeah, definitely we you you will need in the future because company left. Uh, you probably need a centre back too. And I'm also like speaking of the transfer market. I'm also surprised we haven't bought a centre back this season because I think that's the that's the big weakness if you see in our squad because we only have uh, three top class centre backs. So even if one of them is injured for a long time, I think if anyone is injured, most probably will be buying a centre back in January. That's that's pretty much on the cards. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like City have ever been shy of spending the money. Yeah, obviously, you need to build a squad, right? So. True. I, I, I'm not complaining about most that. Most teams do that. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, okay, so let's talk about the Community Shield, which just took place. What are your thoughts on that? Is it a is it a competition that Guardiola would have taken seriously, or was it a friendly? Uh, no, I think definitely uh, you could see that both both teams went in uh, with the uh, with the thought of winning. The, it's a trophy after all, so you know if you win it, you count it. If you don't, it's a it's a friendly, and uh, the way uh, I think. I think Liverpool uh, played better, better football. They managed the game better than City, but mm-hmm. we were like right in the first half, and and we got the goal then. And then once Liverpool started, um, to be fair, they they did dominate the second half. I didn't right. see any attacking threat from City in the second half, and I think that's something. I think that's good that we got found out in the Community Shield itself, so that Pep can work on something by the time we face each other in the league. Yeah, and I just want to know: Is the community shield kind of a a prelude to what you would ex what you're going to expect in the Premier League? That these are the two sides that will battle it out for the top two spots. Throughout? Um. Yeah, definitely. I think, barring any major surprises, I think the only other surprise or a challenge I can see uh, coming from is from the both both the North London clubs. I think Tottenham and Arsenal they have bought well, so maybe probably Arsenal. Could I think they would be in the race for a while, but I think later on uh, they will drop, and then it'll be against City and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I think it'll be a tougher race for the top six than it will be for the title because I think the title is going to be a two-horse race again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think in terms of quality, that while yeah they have spent, Arsenal still is susceptible in defense because. In terms of centre back, in defence, uh, David Luiz. So, so we have to see how how like which David Luiz turns up to play for Arsenal. Yeah, one day he can one of the better defenders in the world. So, but you were also right in the sense that yes, they they are always in that race and then they drop out because of some stupidity that happens, right? They they even last season they had the twenty two run unbeaten, I mean the twenty two yeah. game unbeaten run and then they lost one game and then it just plummeted for them. You know, I think uh, uh, the problem for uh, the problem for the rest of the top six is that to catch up with Liverpool and City, who just keep winning every like uh, they keep winning every weekend. So even if you slip up once, you're already three points behind them. True. So I think that's where uh, the other teams are struggling because they've not seen that type of perfection from any other Premier League teams before. I think City were the first to do it with the hundred point season, and then last year Liverpool caught up really well. And uh, like like Pep said, I think one of his press conferences, he was also saying that maybe this year the title might be won by 85 points or 86 points if everyone starts taking points of each other. So, yeah. I don't think this year that is going to happen because other teams like even Wolves and Everton, everyone's improved considerably. So, I think there will be a lot more points taken off each other in the top six. The gap will be much closer. But I still think like, Oh, City Liverpool will finish like you know towards the late eighties, and then the rest of the teams would probably be around like you know the seventy-five point mark. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a similar season as last year. Man. The point tally last year was just, uh, it was just surprising. It was, it was shocking. It was probably record-breaking at one end, which you can't get one win out of one loss in the entire season. That's just next to and still lose the. Title, so true, but I mean, even 
to get that point tally or unless you do the I mean, principles right? if you look at it it's a straight battle between like the best team in england versus the best team in europe and i also do feel that these two teams are like probably the top two teams in your going going to be the top two teams in europe this season too last year we know like tottenham tottenham did come to the finals but i think that was more of a you know it was more of a you know luck factor i don't think like uh, honestly they had the squad to do that and yeah, really luck in the in the champions league is pretty pretty bad so hopefully we don't draw any two teams this year yeah that's true i mean if you get drawn against an english team then it's, uh, it's always been yeah. a I think it's more about the atmosphere because like city fans are there are more city fans outside of manchester than like in manchester right so you don't see the actual fans in say like people who are sitting in africa or india or the middle east they don't actually go for the game so that's why maybe the atmosphere the history the heritage i think that's something city does miss mm-hmm. uh, when we play champions league at home because we don't intimidate the opposition much we right. keep so i think that's something we have to work on and something i think the club should look at i just want to get your thoughts on one thing which is kind of uh well ob- like i observed probably in the past couple of seasons which is teams tend to kind of sit back against manchester city and it's kind of like they're afraid of the kind of uh, the style of football that city plays and teams tend to especially in the bottom half right they tend to sit back and, and and obviously they get punished because of that is it because what are your thoughts on that do you think that is the case that yes teams are a little afraid of guardiola's manchester city i think or? like uh, there are in so from what i've seen in the last two seasons there are three types of uh, tactics that managers usually set up against city either they go all out like they try to counter every city attack with their own attack which is what liverpool do and they do it very well then uh, there are, there are teams who try to uh, you know like uh, out uh, physically um, out maneuver uh, our defenses which was happening before we got these uh, new full full backs and the and and laporte because i think company used to be outrun by strikers a lot even though he was a great tackler but now we have the pace in our defense to you know play well against pace and the physicality in our defense to you know even stop counter attacks or even we get caught out in set pieces a lot so i think that's also going to improve this season mm-hmm. and uh, also in the transfers i would like to add like the signing of uh, joao cancelo is also pretty pretty exciting cuz i think he's like a 10 times better version of danilo and and he's going to rip it apart on the right back next season i think i don't think i think walker is going to play center back next year Okay. Uh, not exactly. Not exactly the best move because we've seen him. Uh, we've seen Walker play that for England, and he is more susceptible to mistakes or prone to mistakes in. Uh, I don't think he will play in that role. I think he'll play against the lower teams or in the Carabao Cup, <laughs> the FA Cup. Yeah. He'll start playing centre back there, and I think probably like that's that's the only reason. Otherwise, we could have bought a centre back with that money, right? Yeah. I don't know why, why they would buy a backup. if they didn't have any i think even fernandinho is going to play in the center back role so it's going to be exciting the defense season because we don't have that one rock which we always had which was company but i think we would adjust because most of the time company didn't play last season mm-hmm. what's the end so i think we should be able to manage true i, I just want to get your 
your uh, last thoughts on a couple of things which is uh, i've been asking this for for the other guests as well i'm not asking you to predict uh, i mean for city it might be easier to predict their final stand in the premier league at the end of the season but what would be your best case scenario and your worst case scenario for the premier league this season i think uh, best case scenario would be to win the league and uh, worst case scenario probably i don't think we'll play worse than uh, finishing outside the top 4 so worst case scenario top 4 uh, even not, not only for the, okay save even for the season not only for the league but for the season i think like i would happily trade like three of those domestic trophies other than the premier league for the champions league okay so i don't matter if we don't win the fa cup this year it doesn't matter if we don't win the carabao cup mm-hmm. but if we win the champions league i think that's the one thing that's missing and if we do that i think then we'll we would be rightly considered one of the biggest teams in europe okay i think there's still some doubt to it and i think uefa is also biased against city but then that's another discussion yeah uh we'll see what war has to say about that <laughs> let's see <laughs> yeah all right so i think that's pretty much it for manchester city we're definitely going to be excited to see what uh holds in store for them for the season in the friendlies Pep Guardiola was trying out a new tactic uh, using the goalkeepers because the goalkeeping rules have changed. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to see a different tactic where City just fluidly play the ball out the back through the through the wings instead of what they are doing right now, which is through the centre backs through the centre midfield. I think they're going to try moving more balls directly from the goalkeeper to the wing back and through the wings. So that's another dimension I think that's going to add to City's attack this year. Yeah, well, as though they don't, they didn't need any more. I mean, <laughs> as it is, teams are. We still need to beat Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I the one signing that any City fan, if you ask, like we didn't regret that we didn't sign uh, Jorginho, we didn't sign Alexis Sanchez, but I think most City fans regret that we missed out on signing Virgil Van Dijk because we refused to pay like sixty million. I think that would have been a bargain for him, but I think City missed a trick there. If we had Virgil. and lapot together i think no but that that's the thing right i it wouldn't have been both because i think you guys got lapot because we got van dyke if you had got van dyke we would have got lapot because lapot was also on our list as a second uh, i think probably yeah i mean yeah i think I, i i think like see liverpool might not have the financial back i think city could have gone in for both of them but then again i don't think i think no. that is what set city apart from other rich clubs like psg because we don't just blindly spend we we hold back a little too and uh, i think the transfer i'm i'm pretty satisfied with the transfers in the last two seasons i mean there's nothing the city fan could complain about true all right so i think that's good a time to call it a day uh, thank you for being a part of the podcast and giving us your thoughts no on city pleasure. fan uh, we'll definitely catch up soon with when the premier league starts i'm guessing there'll be certainly more big with the big games coming up soon and fast is city playing anyone big uh, at the start or um no i think we're playing west ham tomorrow and then uh, i think there should be a arsenal game soon um uh, not sure okay but yeah we'll catch up no, soon think, yes uh, next saturday we're playing tottenham okay so yeah then definitely so that match we will have something with regards to that all right i guess that's a wrap Thank you for tuning in to the FFS podcast.
Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, share with friends and family, and for football's sake, subscribe to the channel. Okay, see you. Until next time. See you. Bye-bye. Thanks.